I definitely want to incorporate more smooth Love jazz into my next Radio. All right. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Good evening and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It's Tuesday, September 25th, 2018. If you would like to join us in the chat room along with Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, good to see you. Please visit TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Scroll down to Elijah Gilmore's picture. Click on it, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. This evening, I welcome Elijah Gilmore, an American jazz artist, composer, producer, and multi-instrumentalist best known as a drummer. His debut CD is called Return to Zen. Elijah, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hi, Terry. Thank Hi. Welcome to the today. show. Thank you for the interview. Thank you for having me. So um, let me start with, uh, I, don't, I mean, as a drummer, this is your debut release. So as yes. a drummer, did you always want to release a record or were you encouraged to because you're a drummer? So, yes, I always wanted to be a jazz recording artist. Um, I came up watching, you know, Buddy Rich, Max Roach, Tony Williams, and I said, I want to do that. But now, I didn't know that I would get played on smooth jazz radio. I'm one of the first Mm -hmm. jazz drum recording artists to be played on smooth jazz radio stations where you hear a full drum solo and all. Oh, oh wow! Okay, all right. And yeah, so, so when you first heard your your music on the station, yeah, yeah, my friend was telling me, "Do you know that you're the first drummer that we actually hear a drum solo on smooth jazz radio?" I said, "Oh my god!" I was like getting teary eyed. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> right. But um, yeah, um, I, I primarily see drum artists in the jazz world. You know, which is usually where you see most musicians who are artists in the jazz world or classical. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool, you know, um, that the drummer could express his or herself um, on the drums and be, you know, the artist. I always thought that was cool. So as a drummer, um you did think that you could put out a CD, um, but not necessarily, because, you know, like when a saxophonist releases a CD, the main instrument that we hear is the saxophone. So when a Absolutely. drummer does it, there's other instruments that are playing. So the drum is not always the main instrument that we hear. We have a combination of instruments. So when you were working on Return to Zen, how were you going to make the drums the main instrument so that, you know, people know it's you? 
Well, it's interesting because, like you said, the drummer, along with the bass player, is foundational instruments that pretty much you're sort of like a point guard. You're setting everybody else up. You're setting the rhythm of the floor up, the tempo of the floor, and setting everybody else to, up to score points. You know, and at some point you had yourself courage to say, hey, I'm about to shine too, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for the most part in a song, the music is usually requiring me to hold the foundation of the, the you know, to, to hold the groove down. Um, now, in jazz, a lot of times the drummer, even though they're holding the groove, but they're still communicating while somebody's leading, you still can hear the drummer going in and out of the groove and communicating with the lead instrument. But primarily, um, as far as soloing, you know, I just wait my turn. You know, so like I may come into mm-hmm. the I may come into a song and solo at the intro of the song. Or mm-hmm. I may say piano player starts to solo and then I'll solo solo the second bar around. Or maybe the bass okay. player will solo first and then I may end the song with a drum solo. So it's just, I'm not necessarily playing a melody, but, you know, I still get a chance to express myself in, in, um, from a solo perspective. Okay. So now when we were talking before the show went live and you were telling me that the music you wrote for Return to Zen, you wrote like 10 years ago, um, but you just kind of just sat on it. So why... Now, release the CD. <laughs> okay, well, to give you the short version, you know, I just, I think a lot of artists kind of, uh, we can uh, be um, self-conscious or, you know, we doubt ourselves. If, what if, will everybody like it? And then you just got to come mm-hmm. to the point that there will be some people that will appreciate you, you know. Right. And the ones who appreciate you the most probably are people who love listening to drums. And there's some people who say, well, it's cool, you know. And then there's some, be some people who say, hey, I really don't like it. And that's just life, you know. And when you get to that point where you can embrace your mind around that, then you can be yourself and, you know, you'll have some fans and, you know, you, you won't have some fans. So, you know, I finally got to that point. It It took a lot of time for me to believe in myself. And mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that I didn't believe in myself. Like, I I had all these excuses for why the album wasn't getting it done, too. I really looked in the mirror and said, hey, it's okay. You're afraid. Okay, now, what do, what do you have to do to get past this this place? And thankfully, mm-hmm. because of family and friends and um, me digging real deep, I was able to get past that place. So had you ever thought about playing a different instrument? Um, because, I, I'm, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is you were feeling, were you feeling insecure about releasing a CD because you were a drummer and you didn't think people would, um, you know, relate to that? No, no, I'm, I'm feel free to ask me as many questions as you like. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So, and I understand the drums is not like a popular instrument like piano or sax or vocal. And, you know, that's what makes it unique. But it was, it was not so much about that because again, I saw jazz recording artists who were drummers coming up as a little boy. So I knew that, you know, I'm not doing anything new to the sun. 
But it was more so, is my music good enough? Is my presentation mm-hmm. when I'm taking my solo, when it's my time to solo, is it is it good enough? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, more self-doubt than it relating to the instrument I play. Okay. All right. I can imagine as you were a little boy, um, like all little boys that, like all the men that played drums, they were little boys banging on their pot, mother's pots and pans in their, on the kitchen floor. I can imagine you were probably yes. in the same way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how it was. That's how it was. And then even in oh, church, wow. I would mimic the drummer. I would take off the fan, the, the, the handles of the fan and beat on the seats and I didn't know I was going to <laughs> go this far with it. I just know I like drums. You know, like whatever instrument speaks to you. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Like when you listen to music, if the piano sticks out to you the most, you're probably going to be a piano player. If if the bass, the bass line stick out to you the most, you're probably going to play bass guitar. For me, the beat always stuck out in music the most to me. And I that's the first thing I was listening to. Like, oh, that beat is, oh, I love that beat. And so, you know, I, now, I play other instruments. I play piano, I play guitar, I play bass, but drums is my favorite instrument. Okay. All right. And so, now let's talk about, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, um, when I listen to music, I'm, I'm just repeating myself. That's that's just usually what stands out to me the most. Okay. Now, Return to Zen, as I said, is your debut release. When you were thinking about doing this CD, what was your mm-hmm. thought process? So I wanted to contribute back to our society um, and using music as a platform. Some of the people that I look up to, like Bob Marley and Michael Jackson, they use music to try to help bring our world together. So because those were my idols, I tried to do the same thing with jazz. You know, if you go to Michael Jackson concert, he'll have all the major flags of all the major countries on stage. You know, he sings, you know, songs of world peace, you know, um, uh, songs like Heal the World, Make It a Better Place for You and Me and the Entire Human Race. He, he used music to, you know, communicate positive messages, and I said I wanted to do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, return to Zen, essentially return to peace. You know, and I have uh, titles such as Nirvana Drums and um, One Planet, One Sound. And just trying to get us to go in the right direction as a humankind and just using music as a platform. Okay. Uh, what song on the CD most identify you? Um, that's a good one. In all of my interviews, I haven't. I got that question. I'm not prepared. I love it. I would say maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe Temple of Black Sword. Temple, Temple of Black Sword. That I'll, I'll say okay. that one most identified. Okay. All right. All right, then. Well, let's listen to now Temple Lexor um, song. There's a lot of songs on Elijah's CD that are like seven or eight minutes long. Temple of Luxor is 10 minutes long, so I'm going to close the show with that song. But uh, he did send me Butterfly, so I will play that now. Tell me about Butterfly. Okay, so Butterfly is more of a commercial smooth jazz piece. 
and it features my good friend Leon Turner on keys, who co-produced and arranged the song with me, as well as Will Blaze, who's a good friend of mine. He's a singer. And um, that song, I like the words to that song. It talks about the peace that the butterfly brings to people. Going back to that, mm-hmm. that whole peace, serenity, you know, that whole thing. All right. From Elijah Gilmore's new release, Return to Zen, this is Butterfly.
that was Butterfly from Elijah Gilmore's new release, Return to Zen. Now, Elijah, we talked about your uh, preference of jazz. Um, You said that you are a fusion jazz player, um, not so much a smooth jazz player. Can you elaborate more on that? Well, yeah. uh, uh, So, smooth jazz tends to lean more on the commercial side, and it's like, you know, uh, more relaxing type of music. Uh, I remember we used to call smooth jazz elevator music. Um, (laughs) But, like, you know, whereas fusion jazz or straight-ahead jazz, it's a little more uh, what we might call thinkers music or, like, classical music where, you know, people don't necessarily listen to that when when they're trying to lean back in their car and relax, you know. You know, yeah. maybe if you're just, like, in the mood, you know, for it. But because of that, it's not as popular as, like, smooth jazz. It doesn't have as much of a commercial appeal. But I do a little bit of it all. I do, even though more fusion jazz, I do smooth jazz, and I also do straight-ahead jazz. Okay. All right. Um, I read an interview where you said, as a teen, I would later learn about Billy Cobham, Buddy Rich, Max Roach, Art Blakely, Gene Krupa, Tony Williams, and more progressive jazz drummers like Dave Weckl and Dennis Chambers. My question is, of these drummers, who had the most impact on your style of playing? That's funny because I was just talking to somebody about that today. Um, I would have to say Tony Williams. Tony Williams okay. had a way of making the drums talk. And I know that you had people like Buddy Rich who were held, held as like one of the greatest drummers ever. But I just felt Tony Williams knew how to make the drums talk. He wasn't just like, um, well, let me just say, he he had the ability in a way to be melodic when he played on drums. He had, It was very melodic, very relaxing to the ear. But he also could give you speed and and power all at the same time. He was a very rounded drummer, and he's one of my favorites. So, how do you gauge your talent as a drummer? Uh, I'm not sure if I understand it. I want to be a little more clear. What do you mean by that? Well, when when you let's say you're at a concert and you are looking at how the drummer plays and what the drummer does. How do you gauge your talent to that drummer? Okay, well, there's two sides of me. <laughs> there's one. There's one side of me that said that just like, yo, I'm one of the best musicians in the world. That's like, like that's mm-hmm. just how I view myself. But then mm-hmm. the other side of me uh, that used to be there more as a as a youth and now it's not as prevalent is I would say, okay, what are they doing? And now it's like, what does Elijah want to say? Even if that mm-hmm. may, you know, uh, disqualify me as 
quote unquote one of the greatest drummers in the world because I decided, you know, to play the drums a little more musical than, you know, machine gun, you know, uh more clinicky, technical, you know, but just it's just what I want to say musically. And and I think every artist has to get to that point where they say, you know, regardless of if if it's gonna bring me more money or more fame or more respect, what is it that I wanna say? So I'm more at that point, yeah. even though at the same time I realized too that, you know, I it's 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 not like back in the day when I didn't have confidence in myself. Now I realize, yo, you really are one of the best. But at the same time I'm realizing that's really subjective because it's art. It's not like, you know, sports where you can say who has the most points, who has more re- the most rebounds. Like this, every artist is saying what they want to say. And, and wherever the chips lay after that, as long as I can say this is what I wanted to say. Like if, if people say, oh, he's one of the greatest and I get all this money, but I didn't say what I wanted to say, then I feel I lost. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. okay. But now, when you practice, do you record yourself to see how you sound, and do you like what you hear? I do. I do. I record myself when I practice and listen back. And some things I think that sound good, I'm like, oh, they really sound too good. And the things that I might thought didn't sound good, I'm like, hey, that actually didn't sound bad. So I try to record my um, rehearsals. Okay. All right. So now, um, on return to Zen, who else is on the record with you? Okay. So I have Dominique Farinacci, my good friend Dominique Farinacci. He's from Cleveland, international recording artist. I have um, Reggie Wu in. Uh, I have Gerald Beasley on my album. Uh, Eddie Backus Jr., Cedric Napoleon, Piece of a Dream. I mean, I, I got some, I have some players on the album. You know, I right. was really blessed from the relationships I've built over my time in the industry that I was able to reach out to cats and came in and helped me on this, this album. Absolutely, absolutely. So now you have played with some of the best in the business, and there's a couple I want to ask you about. Uh, first up, okay. Chuck Lowe. Tell me about your time Chuck with Chuck Lowe. Chuck my man. Rest in peace. Yeah. I just did a show with Chuck Lowe. We we weren't really, really close. But we did a show okay. together, and he was really cool, really cool guy. All right. Uh, Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale was cool. Uh, that was one of my first shows I did with, you know, an international jazz recording artist at the Palace Theater, and he, he was really cool as well. Mm-hmm. All right. And Gerald Levert? Gerald Levert. I got a chance to work with Gerald Levert at uh, this popular jazz club in Cleveland called Sixth Street Down Under. And um, Gerald was Gerald was very cool, very cool guy. Um, again, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, um, and I I also uh, got a chance to get to know him a little bit, not as much as I would like to, but. Um, there's even people from his camp that I work with, like uh, Sarah's girl is her name, but her real name mm-hmm. is Stacy Crawford. 
and I get a mm-hmm. chance to work with her sometimes. She's a she's some background with Gerald Levert. Mm, okay. Uh, P. Really Diddy. Cool. Okay, I worked with P. Diddy uh, when I toured with the, a group called Two Skinny Dorks and the Family, which was a a pop rock group from Akron, Ohio, and we got a chance to uh, do an MTV show with him. It was pretty cool. All right. So what has been your most fun show to do, whether it was yours or you were drumming for another artist? Uh, Okay, so my – I would have to say my shows definitely fit my heart the, the best. But outside of my shows, one of my favorite shows is when we shared the stage with the Dave Matthews Band at um, Bonnaroo Music Festival. That was just, I mean, first of all, I'm fans of Dave Matthews Band, but uh, to be able to, you know, share a stage with them, I mean, that was just like a beautiful thing. Do you follow Dave Matthews? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know who that is? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. And, you know, yeah. of course, Carter, Carter Buford is one of my favorite drummers, you know, and that was probably one of my favorite shows. Okay. Now, um, I read uh, on your website that you have a mentoring program. Tell me about that. Yes, I uh, started a mentoring program called the Tribe of Eli, and um, we incorporate drum therapy in that program as well, where we do a drum circle towards the end. And I, I just really wanted to see how I could be proactive and get us move towards world peace. And I said, you know, the children are our future. So if I can teach them how to love people who are different than us, whether it be different religion, different nationality, different color, different sexuality, just be able to teach them how to love unconditionally, you know. And that's really what the Tribe of Eli Mentoring Program is about, as well as I'm working with people from the inner city. So a lot of them are coming from broken homes, and I'm teaching them life skills, such as courage and patience and pride and all different types of things that will carry them through life and allow them to be, you know, uh, um, productive adults. So that's that's been doing really well. Oh, good, good. Now, in my research, um, I also read where you are the founder of the Levite Academy of Performing Arts in Cleveland. Is that you or another Elijah Gilmore? That's me. Okay. So uh, that's uh, that's music education right there. That's for profit. That's you know um, I teach music, um, and that's not just for youth. That's for anybody. I teach you know drums, piano, guitar, bass, music theory. Eventually, I want to get a school building. Right now, we've been operating uh, the Levite Academy um, out of a small space, a studio space that I rent out. Um, but eventually, mm-hmm. we want to, you know, get enough money to for me to have my own school. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So I have a question for you from the chat room. Ollie would like to know, have you ever been intimidated by another drummer? Ah. Yes. Uh, 
again, more, I would say my younger self, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you want to sound like somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think now, at the age I'm at now, I think it's more of a war within myself of what mm-hmm. I want to say. You know, mm-hmm. do I want to, you know, that's that defining what, what, what is it that you want to say at this point in your life? And it's, that's more of the struggle now. But back in the day, yeah, it was like, okay, who's doing what? How did he say it? Okay, yeah, I got to do that too. But then, you know, it's, I think it's a beautiful thing when you can have your own voice. And that's one great thing, too, about being a drum recording artist. You know, that's definitely in my own lane. You know, there's not too many drum recording artists out here. You know, we have mm-hmm. Terry Lynn Carrington, you know, uh, Brian Blade. Dave Beckle, there's a few, but, you know, primarily, like you said earlier, we normally hear sax players, singers, piano right. players, guitar. You usually don't hear drums or bass because we're usually the ones, like you said, holding the, the groove down for the song. We're holding the foundation. So, you know, um, now I'm at a point where I'm excited about my uniqueness, uniqueness, whether it be the instrument I'm playing or whether it be what I have to say. And I'm, I'm past the stage okay. where, oh, I got to play real fast, so I got to play real loud. Like, I can use all the colors. I can, you know, what is the song requiring, even more importantly? Is the song requiring me requiring me to go crazy? You know, so the song is even more important to me at this point than what I have to say on my solo. Have you developed a technique? Um, or a style of playing that you have not seen other drummers do? I won't say this. Like, there's, I don't think there's nothing new under the sun, but I definitely think I have my own flavor. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So back to Return to Zen. Now, I only have two songs, so but I would like for you to tell the listeners about the other songs on the CD. Okay, well, for those of you who have not heard my album Return is In yet, you're definitely in for a treat. Uh, We definitely step out of the smooth jazz box (laughs) at some point on the album, but I think you will appreciate it. Um, uh, You're going to hear music from a perspective of a drummer, which is different from a perspective of a saxophone player or a singer. And so, you know, be open to that, you know, um, because I studied, you know, world music, tabla drumming. Um, I study uh, Indian drumming and um, Brazilian drumming. You hear some of that come out in my album as well, um, where uh, there's, there's compositions that have more of a world vibe to it. Um, Nirvana Drums, for instance, which is the third track. That's all drums, but I'm, I'm approaching it from a, a more world drum standpoint. So it makes sense for some people who may not really be in the music world, um, more hand percussion. And um, I'm telling you a story like we would be in Africa. In Africa, they would tell you a story on the drums, you know, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. hear any other instruments. It would just be that whoever that, 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 
the leader of that tribe or the leader of that that that, that community, he would get on the drums and tell you a story. It was just drums by itself. And Nirvana drums does that on the album. And there's other tunes that really kind of resonate in that way. And I, I think I think uh, it's been getting some good reviews. Manhattan Transfer Singers gave me props on um, social media and other people in the industry. So I, I think that people will really enjoy what they hear. It's different. If you, if, you know, if you're open to different, then this is going to be a different experience than the typical, you know, uh, jazz album. All right. So now in the next few weeks, where can people come to see you? Okay, so uh, everyone can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're working on some shows currently, um, getting some shows set up. Um, I will be in California this week, this weekend, um, at Torito's uh, Performing Center with Gladys Knight. If you want to see me uh, with her this okay. week, we'll be there on the, the okay. 29th. Cool. And like I said, you All know, right. people want to follow me, go to Facebook, and, you know, they can keep up with my schedule. Also, All right. Go I am website, going to dot com. Okay. All right. All right, Elijah, I'm going to close the show with Temple of Luxor. Tell me about this one. Okay. Uh, Temple of Luxor is a, a composition based on a pyramid in Africa, and um, it's a very special pyramid that um, that's connected to uh, the palace, the, te- the Temple of Luxor, and um, people can just look that up on Google it. Um, very, very uh, famous pyramid in Africa, and it, it it amazed me so much that I wrote a composition on it. Okay. And you did mention to me that you are working on your next CD. Um, can you give us a little tidbit about what that will be like? Yes, my next CD is is definitely going to be more evolved because I've evolved as as an artist, and I think uh, you definitely hear more elements of smooth jazz on my next album. Um, and I think it would be both worlds kind of mixing together on the next album, you know, the smooth jazz world as well as, well as the straight-ahead fusion jazz kind of combining together on the next album. And I'm I'm very interested to see what that's going to be like. I think it's going to be great. Um, there's some people that ha- who are doing it right now, such as uh, Robert Glasper and Esperanza. So it's... I, I can't take credit for it, but I think I'll be leaning more in th- that direction. And, you know, of course, they're not really smooth jazz artists themselves. You know, you rarely would even hear them on smooth jazz radio. But I think that that style of jazz is still a little more uh, chill back type of jazz versus like fusion jazz is a little more on the classical side or, you know, a little more busy, a little more... Uh, Aggressive, so I think this next album I want to go in a little different direction. All right, well, I look forward to hearing that um, as well, and I want to thank you again for the interview. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, definitely. 
Definitely. And I also want to thank Miss Paulette Jackson for her um, assistance in setting up the interview and for the referral. Thank you, Paulette. I appreciate that. Um, Eliza, thank you again. You have a good (laughs) Thank you again, and you have a good evening. Okay, you too. Thank you, Terry. All right, you're welcome. All right, that was drummer Elijah Gilmore. His new release is called Return to Zen. Check out his website, ElijahGilmore.com. You'll find all the information there on the release and where to follow him on social media. Holly J., thank you for hanging out with me this evening in the chat room. I appreciate it. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. I'm closing the show with Temple of Luxor from Elijah's new release. Have a good evening, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is Temple of Luxor.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz. And visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.